The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifter brought to you by Lula Land. It's fast, easy. Lula to get up to 5 million rand in business funding in 24 hours. Apply online at lulaland.co.za. Let's talk to Nolo Tobejani this evening, the head of Sub-Saharan Africa for KFC Africa, basically all of the KFCs in Sub-Saharan Africa outside of South Africa. South Africa has got about 900 KFC outlets, and I think, Nolo, your empire, spans to, what, 250-ish in about 22 countries outside of our country. Yes, Bruce, good evening, and uh, thank you for having me. Good evening to the listeners. Yes, we, we have about 250 stores, as we speak now, in 22 markets outside South Africa. Which is your biggest one? Um, Kenya, where I am right now in East Africa. Okay, so Kenya's big, because I, I remember, what, 10 years ago, the big plan was to go Nigeria, and General Obasanjo was going to be the chicken provider, and, and the KFC, I think, withdrew from Nigeria for a bit, I don't know if you're back in again, simply because there wasn't the security of quality chicken supply, and I, I suppose that's got to be one of the biggest constraints for a multinational like KFC, which is part of America's Yum! brands, that you've got to ensure consistency, the uh, you know, the, the zinger has got to be the zinger no matter where you find it. No, most definitely, uh, Breeze. I mean, the growth of our business is really dependent on opening new markets as well as growing existing ones. And this really requires um, infrastructure, strong infrastructure, as well as a short supply, like you said. And this explains the strong relationship that we have with our partners on the ground or other stakeholders. In, in working together to strategically navigate the challenges that you've already needed to um, to continue and ensure our growth in the rest of sub-Saharan Africa. How difficult has it been to drive that growth over the last two years? I mean, lockdowns and airport closures and air and shutdowns absolutely everywhere must have made trying to grow into new markets across the African continent particularly difficult, um, as not everybody, you know, digital connection is not equal, unfortunately. You know, um, that, that is a, it's a very good one because I, I must say we're very encouraged with what we've seen in the past two years and notwithstanding the realities around the difficulty in operating in this continent. Uh, but like we've said, I mean, we, we've grown and we've, we've, we've grown into 22 countries beyond our borders. And I think from a pandemic point of view, um, as you've alluded to, uh, you know, it required a lot of agility. We've learned a lot from it. But we've also learned that, as I said, having strong partners on, on the ground and a continuity plan in place, um, it's exactly what we, we, we had to do. Uh, you can never do it alone, uh, Bruce, without, and I, I will always talk about our franchise partners because they are a very big part of our model. Um, and and uh, what we've learned from, uh, from COVID is exactly the fact that you need to be agile, we were very quick to pick up that we needed to uh, kind of move our business from the traditional format business to the, the, the shift that the consumers were going to. And basically that was on, on um, off, off, off the store's uh, business to our digital platforms, which is one of our biggest strategies moving forward.
It's so interesting, isn't it, just how things have changed and local partners. And, you know, South Africa gets a lot of stick for demanding BEE credentials and local partners and all that sort of stuff. But every single country, you know, one one looks at, particularly in, in developing markets, one needs local partners. I had the privilege of spending a little bit of time in Dubai a week or so ago um, with the great South African restaurant entrepreneur, Natasha Sideris. And she was talking to me about the partners that she is um, developing or has developed relationships with over a decade in Dubai and now Saudi Arabia, where she's expanding to. And and without local knowledge and local connections and, and, and to facilitate the, the the development of a business in an area, I don't know how you one would think that you can do it independently of a local partner. Um, and those local, local partners are absolutely pivotal, aren't they? Well, they're very important. Um, and, and like you said, you really need that on the ground knowledge of what is happening on the ground. Um, and very, very challenging. I mean, across the 22 countries, you can imagine that you're working with different government legislations, you're working with different restrictions. So you need somebody who can kind of help you to navigate all that. But I must say, it's not only that. It's, it's we very, and we pride ourselves, as you know, as a a people-centric organization, we pride ourselves in ensuring that we actually partner with um, people that share the same vision and ambition um, that we have and that are really committed in growing this uh, relevant at ease and distinctive brand in, in our continent. Well, and it's a great brand as well, isn't it? I mean, it's one of these uh, absolutely recognizable brands in the 21st century. We've become used to being able to identify Nike at a thousand paces. You can identify McDonald's at the same sort of distance. And um, KFC, of course, with Colonel Saunders and just the red and white stripe is, again, one of those wonderfully uh, recognized global brands. Almost any corner of the earth, of course, it's going to be blatantly obvious where the KFC is in the main street. Definitely. I mean, as you know, we, I mean, I, I might just say we, we are in about 135 countries uh, with about 125,000 restaurants. So definitely a very strong big brand. And it's no brainer why we really think it will be big or is um, big in Africa. We're standing in the shoulders of a very big giant, uh, having celebrated our 50 years in, in South Africa and, and learning from those and using those learnings going into the rest of sub-Saharan Africa. Um, I mean, uh, Bruce, we have about 1,235 stores, like you said, in the continent, 51 franchisees, um, and we employ about 35,000 um, people. So I'm really proud to be part of a brand like that. But it, it, the, you must be, I mean, the calculation, and I've spent lots of time talking to people in QSR and quick service restaurants about how you calculate the potential density of a restaurant footprint and how, you know, you can have, you can almost have in, in certain parts of the United States a McDonald's um, 200 meters away from another one on the other side of a busy motorway simply because they cater to completely different markets, one going east, one going west, or whatever the case might mm. be. When you look at the opportunity for the African continent of quick service restaurants, where we've certainly got a very young demographic, we've got an upwardly mobile and ambitious demographic, a demographic that wants to be seen to live well and to be able to afford nice things. I look at the, the current footprint of, of KFC in Africa and I just go to myself, my goodness gracious me, you haven't even begun yet, have you? Not at all. I mean, I, I really believe that Africa is where the brand belongs. We have a lot going for us. 
Uh, I mean, one of our SOS is that we are global, but we really act local. Um, the first thing is looking at the market potential, like you said, through our market planning process. And we've got uh, very experienced and, and great people looking at that. I mean, in 2015, in Africa will be a home of about 1 billion people, half of whom will be under 25 um, years old. Uh, it's no brainer that our continent um, loves chicken, which is what our brand is distinctly known for. Um, and like I said, we've seen the success that we've had in South Africa and, and, and hence we're looking at growing, even in going into um, other new markets from where we are. What are the 11 herbs and spices? I wish I knew. I wish I, knew. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you that. And I don't think there's anyone who can answer that question for you, Bruce. Um, the, uh, and, and, uh, the, do the, when, you, when you're making KFC um, and you've got the chicken pieces and then you've got the batter mixture, uh, do, do, do the 11 herbs and spices come in those little, like, you know, those little paper packets that you get sometimes with fish and chips and you tear off the paper packet and you get a bit of salt and then a bit of black pepper? Um, or does it come in great big 50-litre containers? How does it, the stuff arrive? What I can tell you, Bruce, is each and every piece of chicken is freshly made by real people every time every time you buy the chicken it is fresh but how do the herbs and spices get delivered do they do they get sort of mixed in a secret uh, in a secret cave in america or does south africa mix them where does this where does the blend uh, get done and get moved from you know as a global company we would have different suppliers who would have you know obviously different um different business around the recipe so different uh, suppliers will package them and then they will then get into our markets and our stores. Okay. She's not going to tell us the recipe. It's most hurtful, actually. Um, You're not going to talk- hear it. I, if I knew, you would know, Bruce. <laughs> Nolo Tomajane is the head of Sub-Saharan Africa for KFC Africa. So every um, a KFC outside of South Africa's borders and south of the Sahara um, is on her watch. She's got about 250 in 22 countries. Um, and that's out of a grand total worldwide, by the way, of 125,000 uh, KFC outlets. It's an enormous, 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 enormous enterprise. My favorite KFC fact is that KFC has got a big Twitter following and they follow only 11 other accounts. And it's four Spice Girls, so they follow, uh, well, the five Spice Girls, so they follow Posh and Ginger and Baby and uh, Sporty and the other one, Scary, there we go, um, the, the five Spice Girls. And they also follow six guys called Herb. So five spices, six herbs, 11 herbs and spices. That's who they follow on their Twitter account. It's a wonderful tale. Nolo, more with you in just a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. We're talking to Nolo Tobajani this evening, the head for KFC Africa, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. And Nolo is in Kenya this evening. Um, are you looking at other brands out of the stable of yum brands? Um, we know that we've got Pizza Hut in South Africa and there's um, there's a tortilla business. I forget which one that one is called. But um, is there an opportunity or is it all KFC, KFC and maybe more KFC? For now, Bruce, it'll be KFC and many more KFCs. Okay. Now, talk to me about your history within the business, because you've been within the sort of KFC uh, environment, I think, since about 2005, and you've done various jobs within KFC. But I'm curious as to your own career path. 
Okay, um, so so let's talk about where it all started, uh, Bruce. I mean, I, I'm a girl from, from Hammondskral, Pemba, a township in the north of Pretoria. Um, I was born and bred there. I matriculated in uh, 1995, and, and I remember standing on a queue with my mom at the University of Pretoria, and I wanted to actually study um, architectural studies, but I could I didn't make it, and I ended up, believe it or not, uh, registering for information science. So I'm a librarian uh, by profession. A librarian. Uh, but I'm, I'm a librarian. But what what happened? Little did I know that uh, being in Pretoria will actually introduce me to a brand that actually a, a global brand that just entered South Africa. And I started there as a, as a part-timer, uh, working on the floor, in the kitchen, until I graduated. Um, I became a store manager, and I've never looked back. I uh, moved on to work in other retail uh, retail companies, so, and I think that is what gave me you know, the, the experience and a well-rounded experience around retail and QSR, because I then moved to another QSR company. Until I landed an interview um, with YAM, and YAM is the holding company for KFC, uh, 16 years back. So yes, I, st- I started with them uh, 16 years back, and I remember vividly because my daughter is 16 years. Um, ah. I, was, I was highly pregnant when I started with them. Um, I mean, and I, how I, does actually, the library, I mean, I would be curious as to see if you ran your own KFC, whether you would order um, the chicken pieces where breasts would be in one category, drumsticks would be in another category, thighs would be in another category, uh, and then boneless thighs. I don't know if that would be go under B or under T, because as a librarian, you're kind of fastidious about law they, they and order. That, right? <laughs> like I will classify them and I will make sure that they are in the right lanes and all that. So I never got to actually um, use my degree. Um, ever since I started in the QSR, like I said, I've never, I've never looked back. Um, ever since my part-time days, until now. Um, as I said, you know, my family has driven, you know, uh, my, has really shaped and strongly influenced how I work. And when I started with with Yam, uh, I actually kind of felt like I belonged because that's the same feeling I got. Mm. Uh, and, and that was an organization that promoted and aligned with my values, um, an organization that is hard-led but very high performance culture. And I saw an opportunity there. Uh, I saw an opportunity to further, actually, um, further my studies. Uh, as, I, uh, as I've said, I, 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 obviously I was... I, I took a different uh, path from what I studied. Mm. So I, 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 talk, I know, talk to a lot of people who are doing business across the African continent, and I wonder, Nola, you've got a 16-year-old daughter, you've got a young family, relatively speaking, and, and they were just telling me how travel around Africa has become so much more complicated without SAA's availability. SAA is a shadow of its former self, and just how much more complicated it is to get that travel done quickly and efficiently around the African continent, and just how much more disruptive that must be on family life sure and 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 that is a big one and and i think for me bruce is one of the things that are challenges i mean i think as a as a as a woman that i had to go through you know having to leave my kids with a very supportive husband i must say it's somebody who's really has been um a pillar when it comes to my career that has been challenging leaving them but i mean what you're talking about in terms of the difficulties in, in traveling, I, I had to travel to Senegal last 
last week, actually. Um, and usually it would have been a straight flight with one stopover, I guess in Gabon, and then you get to Senegal. This time I had to via um, Ethiopia with a different, you know, carrier. And, and, and I was actually having a conversation with colleagues today as we were coming here that how difficult it, it has mm -hmm. been not having our national career going out into Kenya, going out into these rest of sub-Saharan sub uh, markets. So it is, it is very difficult. Uh, it's been it really is tough and and just yeah doing it and getting back home again and just reconnecting i think must be incredibly hard um are you i mean you're fairly new in this in this particular role as the head of the region what are your growth ambitions what do you see as the opportunity set on on your watch um as you look to grow this kfc business in sub-saharan africa I mean, the, the big thing for me, Bruce, is uh, again about increasing our footprint, both um, expanding our new markets and existing ones, um, growing our brand through very strong digital platforms and tech strategy for ease of access, because that's all we are about to access our customers. Um, that digital acceleration and broadening our e-com reach, as well as investing in new channels, remains a very strategic part of what I do. I mean, I see myself as, um, I've always seen myself as a very proud and passionate custodian of our brand. And um, I'm very excited by being given an opportunity to make sure that um, we, go, we grow that brand to even stronger heights in, in the rest of Sub-Saharan Africa. Not forgetting building and growing our franchisee partner um, system as well as uh, our people in market. Nolo, thanks for chatting this evening. I'll let you get back to work. Nolo Tobajani on the line to us this evening from Kenya, uh, where she is on a trip after Senegal last week via, 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 via. It's really hard, frankly, to get around the African continent at the moment. And it's really hard to get anywhere in the world right now. And blimmin' expensive as well. My goodness me, the cost of air travel has uh, escalated dramatically. Um, Nolo Tobajani is the head for Sub-Saharan Africa at KFC Africa.